Welcome everyone to a year in review with Concare, a series of four short interviews with SAP Concare experts, partners and industry experts. My name is Miranda Waitman, Customer Solutions Expert, SAP Concare, and I'm here today with Rob Harrison, Managing Director of EMEA North at SAP Concare. Welcome Rob. Hi Miranda, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year as well, how was your Christmas? Well, as you can see, it was probably overindulgent, a little too much to eat and to drink, but uh, yeah, good fun, thank you. Yours? It was good, you know, I think that's what Christmas is all about, so I've definitely got an extra day or two from there, but you know what, we need it for the cost of living crisis to keep warm over the winter months. Absolutely. Brilliant. So, on to the actual questions now. So, looking back at 2022, what key moments stand out for you, or things that surprised you as well? I think a couple of things. We, you know, we were just coming out of COVID, so we saw continued collaboration, a lot of people um, working from home, finding new ways of working. Uh, but I saw increased collaboration, people working closely together, supporting one another, all different levels. Uh, and I was really encouraged by that. I think that's good news. And then, then of course, we were all beginning to try and embrace hybrid working. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, some people want to continue working at home. Some people want to come in the office. Some people are piece of, a, a bit of both. And that's not just for ourselves, but our customers as well. So we're, we're all trying to work in a new kind of way. And I, for me, I don't think that's quite settled yet. So. Yeah. Um, Collaborative working, but also working in a new kind of model, a yeah. more hybrid model. I've definitely noticed that. I mean, even during COVID, um, even having a bit of spare time back from traveling and such, so I mean, quite good. I'm probably easier to get hold of people and teams as well. That's true. Benefit. Um, no, but thank you for sharing that. So carrying on with the COVID theme, um, I just wanted to ask your perception of companies who are now adopting like automation technology and how this has changed during the pandemic. So I think there was a couple of things that I would have noticed. So you had some examples early on where you'd have you'd have sort of senior leaders taking the responsibility of duty for, for care, yes. but they'd find themselves, they, they would be going into the office to do some of those tasks that were still manual mm. and not automated. Mm. So maybe they'd go to the office and they'd be picking up invoices and things like that to process. And then secondly, you probably had people that were not used to video conferencing. Mm. Over a while, they really got used to that. And then all of a sudden, the expectation was everything that would be done would be done over video. And now we're in a world where it's difficult for people to behave in a sort of more analog way. So things just like recruitment, mm. the expectation now is that maybe one, two, two interviews may be done over video. I myself, I hired people who I hadn't met before, and it was probably two years until I'd actually met them. And it was a really yeah, strange experience. Mm, well, exactly yeah. the same for you, Miranda. And what was really strange for me was, when I met them, I actually felt like I'd, I had met them. Mm. The, the, the depth of our relationship had become so intense over that couple of years. That's I really life. felt like I knew them, mm. but we'd never met. So there's an argument that says it works really, really well, mm. but at the same time, people are still hankering for that face-to-face -face contact. And I think that's something that is going to play out over the next couple of years. And, and what's really interesting for me is you've got different generations now. So we're currently working in our organization with people from five different generations. So you'll have my age group, which everything was done face to face. And then we'll have people that have just entered the workplace, such as yourself, whose expectation is completely different. The majority of the work can be done remotely. And it's how do we get those different generations working collaboratively together? I, yeah. I find it really interesting and challenging. 100%. Just trying to get that balance as well, even learning different colleagues like what works best for them, yeah. and just having to sort of you know, adapt to those as well. No, but I, I definitely found that really interesting. So, moving more on to like the day to day engagement, 
like taking place online. Um, physical events are actually happening again and mm -hmm. conferences like for instance we had our customer day not long ago in London and we actually had quite a good turnout it's great, isn't it? yeah. great meeting some customers in person um, even some of my own customers as well um, it'd be good to understand your views though on how business travel has changed so it, it's changed in, in lots of aspects first of all um, it's not for everybody mm. and, and some organizations have travel bans so that you know the, the cost of living crisis uh, is not just for us as citizens for businesses as well so there's there's pressure on travel some organizations have taken a decision that only all, uh, individuals a certain level can travel uh, for some organizations they're actually their business is booming so mm. absolutely everybody can travel so I don't, I don't think there is one common approach to this i think there's ma many many different things but what, what we have seen is absolutely an uptick in those one-to-one -one relationships or relationships where people want to continue building um, business relationships face-to-face. -face. It's not mm. quite where it, it was, but we did see levels, expense levels certainly, and travel levels up to about 80%. And I think people are also making decisions now, not just on the, the business value of that meeting, but if they are going to um, make a, a choice to travel somewhere, it's the impact of that travel. Mm. So um, is how much when people go back to travel, historically people maybe would have been encouraged to take um, the lowest cost means of transport, whereas now maybe they're doing something a bit more considered. Maybe they're now putting sustainability in there as one of their decision-making criteria. Um, so I think everybody is being encouraged to think slightly differently about travel. And again, there's a lot of change going on. I'm not quite sure where it's going to settle. What I am certain of is, is it's absolutely going to be different for different organisations and different circumstances. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I've even those few of my customers for example, even new roles being created like head of sustainability and yeah. such. And obviously some companies, that's a top focus for them. Mm -hmm. And some others are just still obviously recovering from COVID, driving down those costs. Yeah. So I completely understand about that. But another thing which I've noticed as well though, um, for instance, we see a lot more like mileage claims going through, different expense types and such. Um, it'd just be good to understand what your thoughts on are we seeing more expenses being put through now because we're seeing those different expenses from COVID, such as, you know, at-home office expenses? That's a great point, Miranda. So, um, yeah, you, you, you can have uh, the rise of car travel, so more, more local journeys potentially, but you, t you touched on um, home expenses. So historically, you'd have probably had maybe 5% of claims were related to maybe other electronics or home equipment. That's probably up at about 25% now. And that presents a real challenge for employers because some of those uh, expense claims will have a completely different tax regime associated with them. Um, and many, many employees or several employees employers have taken the opportunity to revisit their expense policies, but many haven't. And so if you're in a world now where people are working from home, maybe they need an environment that's set up to support their home working, maybe they've got internet claims, equipment, all those kinds of things, that's going to potentially incur some kind of benefit in kind. Mm. And so it, it really does become complex. Where can the employee find out more information around that? And where can the employer find out information about how to potentially offset or rec reclaim some of that tax? So mm. it, it, it's a very, very different world in such a short space of time. Definitely. I think I'm seeing loads of changes happening on like yeah. a daily basis. I'm thinking how can some customers keep up with all these changes, all these tax regulations and such being updated? So yeah, it's, it is difficult to try and keep on top of that change. Mm -hmm. um, so even when looking at that, um, when companies need to check receipts in like say multiple language, I've just mentioned, double check the tax rules to see if it's taxable or not. 
moving to next year, like what do you see your big bets are going to be for, say, from that change you see there? I think there's two or three things that companies are going to have to do. First of all, we're in a cost of living crisis. People need their expenses reimbursed on time. Uh, they need a, 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 a solution that can help them claim those expenses quickly. And in order to do that, they've got to know um, which categories, what is an allowable expense, so all of that kind of stuff. So the user experience has got to be um, consumer grade. Yeah, so it's got to be easy to use, quick to reimburse. I'm hopeful that organisations can quickly adapt to these new um, regimes. They're going to have some new policies. And then ultimately, uh, we've got loads of embedded um, AI and machine learning in there that can help. You know, we, we've got to move away from a place where people are manually checking everything. And we need the tools to start giving us some real insights into that data so we can proactively provide that information to organisations. So. Loads of change going on. It's really, really exciting, but we need to be very, very agile. That's that's my view, Miranda. Oh, I completely agree with that. And I think that's the whole reason why I'm at SAP Fair, but obviously the front of technology is seeing all these changes happening and we get to see it and obviously help customers essentially save a bit of time, plus those users as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Rob, for your time today. It was great speaking with you. So join us next week to discover products and solutions SAP Concur has in store for you for 2023.